Hi, this is Danielle and Kira, and you're listening to Scrunchify, a show by mamas for mamas. Here we cover all the creative ways to make money, save money, and invest to reach financial freedom and live the life you want. You know, I want to say like, why are we talking about financial independence? Why do we feel like it's so important? I feel like what I had told you when I met you, I try to talk to all my friends about financial freedom because one day I want to have enough passive income um, to buy my freedom so that I can have that time to go and, you know, hang out, play with my kids and go traveling and whatever I want. I want my friends to be there too. And I've, you know, like for people who are like stay at home moms, like you have moms that are working and you want to do a play date and you can't because they're working, right? Well, that's what it's like when you're financial freedom and you're financial free and you have enough passive income and you're like, Hey friend, come kayaking with me or, you know, let's go have a play date or whatever. And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm working. And I want everybody to pursue financial freedom so we can all enjoy this life, enjoy our world and enjoy our parks and, and just have this, you know, freedom of time. Yeah. I think what I think, and, and I think about this with my friends too, you know, it's like, expanding our awareness is like the key. So like, I see a lot of people making like blind choices and decisions or it feels like they're not um, seeing like the end result of like the new car, the new house, et cetera. And I'm always thinking like 20 years, 30 years ahead, like, what am I doing? What is this gonna, what is it gonna be like for my kids? Like how much retirement should I have saved up so that I, I am not you know, needing their support, uh, financial support, et cetera. And even like, I'm a homeschooler, right? And I see that too, like this rush to like, everyone's going to school and all of a sudden, like most of the people we know are, are busy, right? And they're rushing around, they're saying how stressed and overwhelmed they are with, with this lifestyle. We go to school, now we got to go to soccer, now we got to go to gymnastics and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, this is really just us questioning like all these assumptions about life and going mm-hmm. like, but do you have to? Like, do you have to go to school? Yeah. Do you have to go to gymnastics after school? Like, who said that? Like, who said that that's a good childhood? That's right. Questioning all yeah. of that. Do yeah. you have to, do you have to, like, for example, even I think about that with our own life, like we both work full time, me and my partner, but like, we don't really have to. And so I think about that, like, because so far, like, because we've been on this path for so long, like we have the option where like one of us could literally just stop working and like, it wouldn't really make that big of a difference. Like it wouldn't change our, like our expenses are covered no matter who's working. And I think about that and it's, it's like, there's so much freedom in that to know that like you can choose, you know, that you don't have to just do these things without thinking about it. And so I think about that with my friends of like, I want them to just have that like freedom where like they can choose if they want to do things or not with that knowledge. And so mm-hmm. I see myself, like I always, you know, I don't want to like, you know, overwhelm them and stuff. If I'm invited to give information, I will. <laughs> But, but that. that's like ultimately like what I think is like people should be free to do what they want, you know, and if you're trapped mm-hmm. into these only like black and white ways of thinking like life has to be this certain way, then you really don't have the freedom of choice anymore yeah. because you just think it has to be a certain way. And so you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're like, but this is the way life is. I'm supposed to cart my kids around to gymnastics and work extra hard to climb the corporate ladder. Like what else am I supposed to be doing? Like that's what life is. And it's like, well, not really, not necessarily. Yeah. And that might sound like, like really big, profound, but guess what? Before 2020, people were like, you have to be in the office to work. 
Like, what is remote? Like, now it's like, hey, guess what? You could work remote. You could work hybrid. And then before, like, you know, the big bang of the internet, uh, social media, blogging, making alternative income, and, like, before uh, stocks and passive investment was made available to the masses, like, that was, like, you know, only for a certain certain level of, of people, like, you know, then it was like, oh, wait, we can get that too. Like before Robinhood allowed you to buy pieces of stock, like there is this huge cultural shift and we should keep shifting our mindset into like rethinking and pursuing better. Like this is better for you. This is better for your family. This is better for your extended family in so many multiple ways. And we'll talk about that in another episode. Like, <laughs> like this is it like this provides so much space and less stress for so many things in your life yeah I see it as just a questioning of the status quo what you do is up to you right you could decide to work for the next 50 years and that's fine but like it's just that you're questioning it and that you you understand that you don't necessarily have to I want to talk about our expenses um you're in the bay area I'm in southwest florida it's very yeah. extreme, but I'm also not in the Midwest. So we're not like, you know, our area is like <laughs> up and coming. Everyone's moving to Florida. We have people moving here like leaps and bounds. Our rent here is going up the same as everywhere else. So um, I want to talk about our expenses. I feel like that might give some people some clarity and what the average American expenses are and kind of what we tackled first to try to grow that gap between expenses and income, because that gap is what you're able to shift into saving for your different buckets. It says the average ex Amer American expenses per month is $5,500. $5,500. The top three buckets for everybody. And the average American spends $1,800 on housing, which obviously is not the Bay Area. <laughs> $900 on transportation. And I think that includes, you know, a car, car note, car loan, um, gas, and uh, probably, I don't know if it includes maintenance, probably not on a car. Um, or if you're, you know, shuttling into into the city taking you know subway or whatever um and then the third bucket uh that's uh top for all americans is food and the average american spends 700 dollars, and that's probably just on groceries that probably doesn't include eating out so 5500 for monthly and then as that breaks down 1800 on housing 900 on transportation 700 on food what are your expenses in the Bay Area for the, what's your monthly? And then what's those top three? So monthly, including absolutely everything mm -hmm. um, on a high spend year, I would say, um, although with inflation, maybe this, this will change, um, is around $4,100. So below average for the United States, which ding, is ding, just, ding. no one, no one on the internet believes this. <laughs> Nobody on the internet believe. No, it's on the internet. You have to believe it. Right. I mean, I. You're right. I post, yeah, and people were just like ripping it apart. Like, no way you live in California, like much less the Bay Area, or if you live in the Bay Area, I don't know. They were like saying these random places that are like really inland and not where I live at all. Um. 
So yeah, so it's pretty low, right? And that is actually a jump up from like years prior where it was it was a lot less. It was around $3,600 $3, or something like that. Um, this includes traveling and includes like literally everything. Sending money to East Africa, we send like two $3,000 a year. Um, so, uh, you know, eating out, et cetera. So housing is uh, somewhere where we've saved a lot of money. I think when we focus on those big kind of categories, like you mentioned, food, transportation, and housing, if you can get those really low, you can kind of like go out to Starbucks every day because it really won't matter because right. those are really recurring expenses are really where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. But Danielle, um, you're you're supposed to save, cut out the coffee a day to save for millennials, right? Isn't that the article? <laughs> Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. No they more tell avocado you to toast. No more no avocado, more avocado toast. toast. Exactly. Uh, um, the, the article is supposed to say, save on your housing, your transportation, and your food to win. That's our article. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's the recurring expenses that are absolutely like one-off random things or like, you know, just because you're having a, a day where you need to go out and go to Starbucks, like not going to do anything you know mm -hmm. to go spend four or five dollars um so like, housing right like most yeah. people in the like uh most people i know okay i i know no one spending less than three thousand dollars on housing right now except for i know one person living in a an rv on land with like a commune of people i think they might they might be spending less than three thousand so i know nobody uh ours is about 1500 and we own it so it's a below market rate unit we bought it I bought it um, as a single woman when I was 23 and it was like pretty low for the area, but not too low actually, because I was looking at a market rate for um, 190,000. This was 170. So if I'd bought the market rate, I actually would have doubled my money and like made out like a bandit. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, but also fortunately I got the lower priced one um, and it's helped me because you know, my mortgage has been very steady. I've been right, like saving compared to people in my same situation who are renting and paying three or four thousand dollars a month, um, or five thousand. I I know somebody definitely paying five thousand. Um, I'm saving, you know, at minimum fifteen hundred dollars a month in in housing if I had just been renting something, um, in a similar area. Uh, so, you know, if I had bought a market rate, maybe I would have made out a little bit more as far as money but okay so that's 1500 mm -hmm. food with inflation has gone up unfortunately I yeah. was very much in the camp like first it was 500 and I could really do it and then I was like okay I'll move up the needle to like six and then it's like oh I can't really do six and now I think it's a, it's hovering around seven or eight mm. um, hundred dollars mm -hmm. a month um, it fluctuates a lot per month because I buy in bulk I have bulk buying for like um, produce I, with my friends so that saves us money but then like wow. we buy a lot of organic food which you know now that I think about it it's like probably like an extra 150 mm -hmm. or 200 dollars a month of like organic premium so mm -hmm. yeah uh, so that also like if you were doing what we're doing without prioritizing the organic food um, probably you could do it in 500 with 500 dollars I think mm -hmm. it would be reasonable uh, we shop at discount grocery stores um, in addition to like Costco and this like bulk truck called Azure that comes um, Azure, I think. And it's like a huge truck and you have your order and you go and you, they take it out on the pallet and you pick it up. Nice. <laughs> but you get these like good bulk prices. So, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, seven, $800 a month for food. Transportation is relatively low. Like I was looking um, 
you know, if you count like uh, car insurance, that's, you know, $100 a month plus gas, gas has gone up. So it's around $200 a month. So that's about $300. Uh, If you count registration, you know, per month for both cars, that's $50 if you kind of um, divide it by 12. So around $350, Mm $400, you know, occasional maintenance, maybe put that. Yeah. So 400, 450. And how old is your car? My car is 2013 and his car is a 2015 and they're both teeny, teeny little hatchback cars that we fit two kids into. That you road <laughs> tripped in. We road tripped in it with two kids. I was... Everybody in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a diehard. I love like my hybrid and it's a little Prius, Prius C. Uh, and it's gas mileage is great. It's like 50, 60 uh, miles per gallon around 50 I guess yeah more average and then his is around 45 um so that's been pretty great that's amazing yeah that helps with that transportation cost because it's gas wow yeah especially here I don't know what gas is for you I imagine it's cheaper I mean here it's like we just went under five dollars for a second it was like seven dollars for one uh, yes it was it was expensive <laughs> when we went on the road trip that was that was I was like whatever we're that was doing cheap it. for us oh I know that right for, for you yeah, <laughs> I was saving you, money was yeah I know that was like I, I thought that was that was hilarious yeah for me it was a little more expensive um my average expenses for and this is like average it'll it fluctuates a little bit but on average it's around like 3600 and that includes everything uh let's say it probably goes up to like when we are traveling, maybe that that number will bump up because we just kind of like divide the whole year by 12 months. Um, so when we're like doing a big trip, maybe it'll go up to like 4,500. So still below the average American, which is 5,500. So we really save on our housing. Um, right now I'm paying $577 a month for my mortgage insurance taxes. I don't have any HOA here. Um, and that's because we house hack. So we bought a multifamily side-by-side duplex four years ago. We live in one side, we rent out the other side. I split that uh, mortgage um, between us and the rental um, because when you do your taxes, you you can only claim 50% um, as a tax deduction because you're only renting out 50%. So I split that mortgage between my other half. So I'm paying $577. And if I think back um, when I was like, this is, I don't know, eight years ago, I think I was renting an apartment for like 650. So it's even cheaper than like eight years ago. And I'm owning a home. We switched to buying five years ago when our rent was $1,100 a month and the full mortgage price that I pay is $1,100. And I was like, why are we renting for the same amount as the mortgage? That was like five years ago was like a break even for my area at least. Um, And we didn't buy because of fear. Fear kept us from saving money. Eventually we pulled the trigger and we said, we need to get over fear and we need to, you know, prioritize saving money, not prioritize fear. <laughs> so we're spending 577 on housing, on gas, uh, not gas, but transportation. Um, so we have one car that's uh, 20, uh, 12 years old. 
when Carla's 12 years old and that like shuttles through through the city. And then the other car is uh, two years old now because we bought it at one years old. So it's a year old for us, but it's two years old. Uh, we bought that relatively inexpensive, have since like paid off the note. So my transportation is 400 a month. That doesn't include the car note. It just includes gas, the car insurance, um, and like the registration, like you were saying. Um, some maintenance, the 12 year old car doesn't really like it is, it's a beast. I mean, I put new tires on other than that, it's like, I'm going to get you there no matter what. Um, uh, I, actually I pay for really expensive car insurance because I have an umbrella insurance. So therefore my car insurance has to be, um, like full coverage. So that $400 in my area includes really expensive car insurance. And I just want to like make a little shout out to my bulk store, which we also, we use Costco. I don't know if you've looked at this, but they sell car insurance. They work with a car insurance and they have been the cheapest car insurance uh, quote. I keep quoting like every year, a couple of years, a couple of times a year. Um, and they, they keep coming back the cheapest. So look into that um our food our food is expensive <laughs> the same <laughs> in our area um but it's expensive for everybody mine hovers around like 600 to 700 um and i think we could save a lot more if if i didn't go shopping <laughs> so i'm like hey let me just buy this like kombucha and this like three boxes of chocolate and like all like at least a hundred dollars of like waste like not even like non-food on like non-food items, which is, I mean, like chocolate's not food. It's not going to get you through the day, <laughs> but um, so we could save a little bit. We do shop at discount shops and we also shop at like all these and those things and then the bulk. Um, so all that helps. Um, and we, we are like vegan. We shop predominantly like plant-based, which like, you know, some of those things really, that stuff is the cheap stuff. It's, it's the me part that's expensive. <laughs> Um, you know, I think we both kind of like our biggest wins for like controlling our average expenses has been those three buckets, housing, uh, finding alternative ways to control our housing expense. I did house hacking. You found it below market. There's a lot of options out there. Having like older cars, like just keeping your car longer. You don't need to buy a new car every two years. Um, and then shopping discount, like groceries, it's hard like with inflation and everything, but you know, we just, we are mindful of what we buy. We're mindful of where we buy. We always think about it. How can we do this better? Um, I think we kind of, you know, win there. It's kind of on par with the average American, but I know I've heard people say like, my food bill is a thousand dollars, you know? And it's like that, if you could bring that down a hundred dollars, that's a hundred dollars a month. That's $1,200 a year. That, yeah. Compounded. invested, <laughs> compounded, yeah. that everything helps, everything helps. Yeah, I just want to add that cooking your own food and cooking from scratch, if you enjoy it or if you can learn to enjoy it or find enjoyment with it, is going to save you so much money mm -hmm. because buying the raw ingredients, like all the bulk, like if I just focused on bulk and just literally made everything from scratch, you know, time permitting, right? Like there's some things that I don't have time for, but 
you know, I was making my own bread for a while, you know, you can just make so many things. And I, I really enjoyed it. And so if you really enjoy it, or you like doing it, and if you, you can carve out time or do it with your kids, get them involved, um, you can save a lot of money, and mm-hmm. you can kind of uh, avoid some of the additives, like, you know, where I'm plant based, my family is not. Um, and, you know, there is that allure of like the field roast and all those things. But then when you look at like the sodium, etc, you go like, huh, like, could I just like, them you know or just like I don't know air fry broccoli instead and just like eat that you know like I mean I understand and maybe the closer you are to like leaving meat the more you kind of reminisce and like want a little bit of it like a a fake version or whatever but um yeah but yeah there's just a lot to save as far as like just going back to the basics like and I just base everything on like rice and beans because that's like a complete meal basically just throw some vegetables next to it and you're done so like, like you don't have to have taco night, pizza night, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know where people decided that that's like the good way for like a family or like that's a requirement. Like, I don't know. Most people in other places, they eat similar things every day. It's curry and rice, you know, and not yes. like that's it. And and I'd be fine with that. And my kids, like they don't eat what I give them anyway. <laughs> so like, so I'm cooking for myself, so I might as well just, you know, make myself curry all the time, which is what I like, you know, and then I'll get better and better at it. And now I've like got all the spices down and figured out how to really make authentic curry. So I'm like, I'm good, you know, and then I don't have to buy packaged curry and pay for that chef's knowledge and time, right. And their benefits and all that, which, you know, they should work and people should support them, but I don't, I can just save money and make my own. Yes. I love that. Um, well, I could say that we aren't talking about bud- budgeting your way out of poverty, like poverty when you literally don't have enough money to meet your expenses. That is a huge issue in the world. And there's no amount of budgeting that can make that different without like not basic- meeting your basic human needs. Um, yeah. So that's an emergency, right? Like poverty mm-hmm. is a total emergency. There needs to be social change and all sorts of things to help people not be in poverty in the first place. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why there is poverty and a lot of inequality, et cetera. So um, I think that's the first thing that I want people to understand is that we're not saying that. If you're in poverty, um, not going out to coffee is, is not going to change the fact that you're in poverty. And I think mm-hmm. most people say like, go and enjoy your life and have coffee if you can. Um, and hopefully there are some ways for you to break out of poverty some way. Um, and, and there may be strategies for that. And I know as a social worker, right, all the different programs um, and stuff. So there are ways to support people in poverty. Um, and budgeting is great and important and knowing your expenses is great no matter what, even if you are in poverty, it's good to get that practice. So if you do end up making more income or in a different life situation where you can work, et cetera, um, then having those skills kind of built in or, or, you know, that muscle kind of exercised and built up, that would be great. Um, yeah. to kind of you know, just go forth. Um, so definitely to, to pursue kind of financial independence where you're actually seeing progress and money building up, you definitely have to have a little bit of, ex, ex, you know, ex, uh, what is that called? Disposable income, right? Like you have to have at least something where, where you can cut somewhere without impacting, your basic life needs, right? Like this is the bare bones here. Like you can't just become, you know, houseless and live in your car. I mean, you could, there are people, right? Van, van life, et cetera. Yes. But, but, um, but you want to meet your basic human needs and people are able to do that with van life, which is great. But 
you don't want to cut back so much where where it impacts that. So you have to have a certain level of income where that is possible. Um, and that's going to be different for everybody everywhere, right? Like in Florida, that's going to be way different than what it means mm-hmm. here, right? Where you need to be making probably forty, fifty thousand dollars to just rent a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so someone making thirty thousand dollars, like now they have to go on government assistance, et cetera, just to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they going to have extra income to invest? Like, probably not very likely. Maybe a mm-hmm. little bit with the four hundred one k at their job if they do have a job, right? So there is like you know fifty dollars mm-hmm. a month, right? So there is like little ways where where it could happen. If you have enjoyed the show, please share with another scrunchy mama and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. For show notes, resources, and links to our other video shorts, check out our website, scrunchify.com.